One of your employees just told you that she's pregnant and you couldn't be any happier for her. But at the same time, you wonder what this will mean for the company. Today, we'll talk about the rights and protections available to pregnant employees along with employer obligations. I'm Kara Murray, and this is HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. We know you work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business a success. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those might be HR professional. We're here to help you get the insight you need in order to tackle day-to-day workplace issues. I'd also like to thank the ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring today's episode. You can earn free payroll by referring ADP, and you can find out more by talking to your local sales representative. We have a full house joining me this week, both old and new voices. And before we get started, I have to say that today's episode is especially relevant to me, and that's because I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh, congratulations, Kara. That's wonderful. Yay, congratulations. Thank you, Kristen, and thank you so much, Meryl. And unfortunately, today will be my last episode before I go out on leave. And I'm sure we'll talk all about leave requirements in today's episode, so I'll learn a lot. But to our listeners, I'd like to introduce you to Jim Duffy, your new host while I'm out. Jim is a VP of marketing and has been with ADP for 10 years. Over the past decade, he's provided marketing support to all facets of the small business services division. Having worked at a small business prior to his joining ADP, small businesses are near and dear to Jim's heart. Thanks for the introduction, Kara, and congratulations. I'm excited to take the reins while you're out. Thanks, Jim. So before we get started, a couple episodes ago, we talked about ADP's new brand campaign, hashtag what are you working for? Since you're a new voice on the show, we thought we'd ask you to share what you're working for. You bet. You mentioned earlier that small business owners wear many hats. Dealing with HR, insurance, payroll, and tax can be really tricky. That's why I'm working to make it easier for small business owners to succeed. That's awesome. And thanks for sharing with us. Would you like to get us started? Sure thing. I think there tends to be some confusion, especially among smaller employers, about whether or not pregnancy-related leave is required. So my first question is for Kristen. Are employers required to provide leave? Thanks. And first, I'd also like to say welcome, Jim. We're happy to have you on the team. Yes, welcome. We're glad you're here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Okay, so now to answer your question as to whether an employer is required to provide leave, that typically depends on the employer's size and location since it will most likely be dictated by state or sometimes even local law. So absent a specific leave requirement, it may also depend on how employers treat other employees who are similar in their ability or inability to work. So for instance, if the employer provides leave to other employees who are temporarily disabled and unable to work, then they may have to offer pregnant employees that same benefit. Are there any laws protecting pregnant employees from discrimination? Yes, uh, there are. So before the need for leave even arises, employers need to be mindful of how they treat their pregnant employees. So the Pregnancy Discrimination Act, or the PDA, amended Title VII of the Civil Rights Act to include pregnancy, childbirth, or other related medical conditions as protected characteristics. So under federal law, employers with 15 or more employees can't discriminate on the basis of these protected characteristics, And many states also have similar requirements that cover smaller employers. What kinds of actions would be considered discriminatory? That is a great question because so many employers don't realize the number of situations that could amount to discriminatory conduct. So, for instance, things like transferring a pregnant employee, giving her less desirable work, not promoting her, or reducing her hours simply because she's pregnant could be considered discriminatory conduct. Okay. Clearly, treating employees differently because they're pregnant is a violation of the law. What other rights do pregnant employees have? Well, we can talk about leave rights. Uh, The Federal Family and Medical Leave Act, or the FMLA, 
requires employers with 50 or more employees to provide unpaid job-protected leave under certain conditions. And as this relates to pregnancy, these conditions include incapacity due to pregnancy or for prenatal care or to bond with a new child or for the employee's own serious health condition following the birth of their child. But there are also many other similar state laws that allow for leave that may also apply to smaller employers that you should keep in mind. How long can employees take leave under FMLA? Um, Under FMLA, for pregnancy and bonding leave, if you're an eligible employee, you'd be entitled to up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave. So that's the FMLA. What laws cover small employers? So a number of states also have laws that permit employees to take leave for pregnancy, childbirth, or other related medical conditions um, similar to the FMLA. So for example, you have California that requires employers with five or more employees to provide leave to eligible employees who are disabled by pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical condition. And this leave would be in addition to leave under the state's Family Rights Act. Right. And some states may also have paid family leave laws. And these programs typically allow both parents to take family leave and receive partial wage replacement. These programs are usually funded through payroll deductions with employees and in some cases, employers contributing to the program each pay period. Is this coverage the same as the FMLA? Well, under paid family leave laws, employees can typically use the time off to bond with a new child or to care for a family member with a serious health condition. But there are some laws that cover additional types of absences. And the specifics of each of these programs vary among jurisdictions, and they do share some common elements as well. Right. So... To Meryl's point, um, for example, all of these laws provide for a set amount of time, obviously, that employees can take per year, which can range anywhere from four till 20 weeks. Uh, Also, many of these state laws allow for leaves to run concurrently when the employee takes paid family leave for a reason that qualifies for leave under another law, such as the federal FMLA. And also, most of these laws also impose some kind of notice and posting requirements on employers. So, employees are aware of their rights, uh, as well as the employer's obligations. And Kristen, how much time off are fathers entitled to? So that's a great question, Kara. Um, Under the FMLA, both parents are entitled to up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave following the birth or adoption of a child. Uh, Both parents are also entitled to paid family leave in states that offer it, though, as I mentioned, the specific amount of leave would vary by state. Do some employers choose to provide parental leave on a voluntary basis? Uh, They absolutely do, um, but I will say the number of companies who provide that kind of leave voluntarily is not staggering. Uh, However, those who choose to provide parental leave typically allow employees to take anywhere from 2 to 12 weeks, um, or even more in some cases, depending on the company. What if the employer has concerns about a pregnant employee working? Can they actually require a pregnant employee to take leave? That's a great question, Jim. Um, Employers can't require an employee to take leave once they reach a certain point in their pregnancy. Um, And an employer can't keep an employee from returning to work for a set amount of time following the birth of their child. This is great. I'm definitely learning so much about the process. So what about employees that need workplace modifications while they're pregnant? Are employers required to provide those? Another great question. So yeah, there are some states like New Jersey that have enacted laws that require employers to provide reasonable accommodations for pregnancy and childbirth unless the employer were to be able to show that that accommodation would impose an undue hardship on their business. 
And states like California, Colorado, Maine, New York, um, several others have similar requirements. So it's really important to check your state law and see what your obligations are. What might a reasonable accommodation include? And is pregnancy in itself considered a disability under ADA? So to answer your first question, a reasonable accommodation may be something like more frequent bathroom breaks, uh, periodic rest, maybe a modified work schedule or temporary transfer to a less strenuous or hazardous work. Um, And then to answer your second question, a pregnancy without any complications in and of itself is not considered a disability under federal law. But if there are impairments that result from pregnancy, then the employee may qualify as disabled under the ADA. Um, And in those cases, employers may need to provide a reasonable accommodation, even if they're not covered by a state-specific pregnancy accommodation law. Now, what if a pregnant employee is still having difficulty performing her job with the accommodation? So if she can't perform her regular job, uh, even with an accommodation, she may still be entitled to a job modification Uh, If she can't work at all due to her pregnancy, then she may be entitled to take unpaid leave as a type of accommodation. But to Meryl's point earlier, an employer typically can't require the employee to take leave as an accommodation, especially if there's another type of accommodation available. Okay, so let's say the employee takes leave. What are some strategies for managing their workload while they're out? So that's a great question. Um, There certainly are a number of options. Um, One thing you could do is transfer some of those job responsibilities to other employees, or you can authorize those employees to work overtime or hire temporary help. Um, But once you're aware that the employee intends to take the leave, we do recommend prioritizing their responsibilities and working on a plan to ensure that the work still gets done while that employee is out. Right, and it may also be a good idea to have the employee involved in the transition They could help cross-train the new employee who will be taking over for them, or they could perhaps document the process if they can't be there for the actual transition. So what happens to employees' benefits while they're out on leave? So the FMLA and uh, typically most other leave laws require employers to continue an employee's health insurance and other benefits, uh, the same as if they continue to work there. The employee, however, is still responsible for their portion of the premium payments. So if I may ask a somewhat obvious question, is pregnancy leave typically paid or is it unpaid? So federal and state family and medical leave laws typically require unpaid leave only. Um, But you can certainly allow employees to substitute any paid time off that they've accrued. Um, And as I talked about earlier, some states have paid family leave programs that provide partial wage replacement for certain periods of time. Yeah, and another thing is employers also have the option of obtaining short-term disability insurance through private carriers, Uh, and these plans would typically provide partial wage replacement for a period of anywhere between four to eight weeks. Okay. When the employee is ready to return to work, what are the employer's responsibilities? Well, employees should be promptly reinstated to their same or a substantially similar job. Um, If the employee is covered by a federal or state leave law, then she generally will have specific reinstatement rights. So make sure that your company's return-to-work practices comply with those requirements. Right, and also in the absence of a specific reinstatement requirement, employers must hold open a job for a pregnancy-related absence. Uh, For the same length of time, jobs are held open for other employees on sick or disability leave. And if you hire temporary help to assist with the workload while that employee is out on leave, Uh, You just want to make sure that you're upfront with them that that job is only temporary. 
Jim, I'm glad you brought up requirements when the employee returns to work because this is an important consideration employers may forget. One requirement I have in mind is breaks for expressing breast milk. Are these breaks required? Yes. Yes, they are. Um, Under federal law, employers must provide nursing mothers with reasonable break time to express breast milk at work for up to one year after giving birth. Um, They also have to provide a private location other than a bathroom, for example. Right. And we also recommend uh, that employers communicate with new mothers to identify their needs in this regard uh, and to prepare to accommodate as needed. Uh, You also want to keep in mind that some states offer additional protections for nursing mothers. All right. We've discussed a lot of great information here today, some of which is a bit complex, I must say. So would you guys recommend employers develop a written policy around all of this? Absolutely, Jim. Uh, Your policy should address who is eligible for leave. It should talk about the interplay with other similar leave laws. It should address benefits continuation while the employee is out on leave, obviously whether the leave is paid or unpaid. Also, um, you want your policy to talk about notice requirements and then job reinstatement following leave. Thank you so much, Kristen and Merrill. Do you guys have any additional advice for our listeners? I would just say that you want to make sure that you understand All of the federal and state laws, I know we talked about so many today, um, that apply to expecting employees and parents, uh, and make sure that you're drafting your policies in uh, accordance or consistent with these laws uh, and communicating these policies clearly to your employees. Right. And you also want to make sure that your supervisors are trained on how to handle requests for leave or for reasonable accommodation. Excellent. Great. Thank you both. Yes, thank you, Kristen, Merrill, and Jim. We want to thank you all for listening to HRpreneur. For all the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.